Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Just a Couple Thoughts. It's me, Sarah, and over there is... Hello, I'm Kevin. I'm the other half of the couple. Your first time opening, Sarah. How does it feel? Um, I was very nervous. <laughs> so, but I think... Did I do a good job? Yeah, it's just, just opening. It's just yeah. introducible for us. Well, it is now episode six of our podcast series mm -hmm. so hit the big six <laughs> yes i'm gonna say that every episode we hit the big insert number here <laughs> yes so uh around here we would do uh feedback but we don't have any co uh, comments but i would say that we actually started up an email yeah it is just a couple q and a it's gonna be in the description because jacked was taken well, it wasn't taken. It's just it had to be more than four letters. Oh, it had to be right. at least six. Dang. Maybe we should added like three other C's or something. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have done that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I still like the email name. Mm -hmm. Just a couple Q and A. Yeah. So, uh, you have any questions and you don't want to leave in the comments, just email us, and you know we'll still check out the comments. Don't get me wrong, but you want to keep it anonymous, or you want to send a rather large question i guess then go ahead mm. that is for you guys uh sarah do you have a topic today right um yes 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 i mean it's something that we've talked about before on like um <laughs> on other like platforms right kind of like you know, like in other in other videos that we've done, like or we talked about before, but like I wanted to talk about like kind of like supernatural things because I love I love supernatural stuff. You like ghost stories? Yeah, I love ghost stories. I love horror s stories too. Mm -hmm. But so not just ghosts and stuff like that. But I I do like um, spooky stories and stuff like that. Mm. I don't know. You you know me. Like I don't care for ghost stories really mm. i don't believe in ghosts like at all yeah and uh i don't believe in the supernatural really but you know i think they're interesting stories i think they're all fictional personally mm. Mm. i don't i don't know i don't know if i uh believe in ghosts or not mm. you know i i think i think it's a possibility Mm -hmm. that they could exist i know our friends out there will always know that like i like to tempt fate though like, I'll, I will go out of my way if I hear there's like a ghost thing. Like, I'll go out of my way to like call out the ghost sometimes. Mm. Right? Yeah. And like nothing happens because, you know, ghosts don't exist. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm going to say that to the end of time that ghosts don't exist because I really don't think they exist. What if you experience something that you can't explain? Well, okay. Experience something that I can't explain is different from experiencing a ghost. Right? Yeah. Experience something I can't explain it just means like, oh, I just can't explain that situation. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean ghosts don't ghosts exist. Well, yeah, but I yeah, I guess. Yeah. But uh if if I experience a ghost, I'll be like, okay, that was a ghost. I'm not gonna go like, well, you see, that was just like a holographic illusion based off the sun you know, I'm gonna say it's a ghost. Mm. I just never seen or experienced a ghost before. Mm. Mm. Right? Well wait, what about you though? You don't have any ghost story, really. You just like them. Uh, yeah, that's true. I But I love other people's ghost stories. The mm -hmm. only thing recently, because I've never really experienced anything supernatural. And every anything supernatural 
E, you know, I've always had an explanation for. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never really had an experience where I couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. But the only experience I've had recently is, um, unfortunately, my grandpa passed away um, in January. And um, it was like a really sudden... His, his passing was really sudden. So uh, we flew out to Hawaii to attend the funeral. And we were staying in my grandma and grandpa's house. And I was sleeping in the upper bedroom, uh, which used to be my mom's bedroom. And um, on the other side of that room, like in the other room next to me is my Auntie Sherry's bedroom. And like, I woke up one morning and I heard like the radio or some some kind of music on the other side of the wall. I've told you this. I've told mm, you this story yeah, before. Yeah, you just know it does the podcast. Yeah. But I've, uh, I heard the some music like Adele's hello I heard it from like the other room and I assumed it was just my dad playing music because he does like that song a lot yeah he likes a lot of like pop songs yeah, yeah. he does surprisingly mm-hmm. he he likes a lot of pop songs so I just assumed it was him because it sounded like it was coming from a phone or something with a speaker that wasn't so great mm-hmm. right so and, I went and to know your dad will be up real loud because he can't hear that one yeah exactly <laughs> so um and it was like kind of like it wasn't super early, but I was I wasn't awake enough um, to like really like comprehend what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I walked to the other room um, and it was the radio alarm clock was on and it was playing Adele's Hello, which mm-hmm. I thought was really like unusual, unusual. Yeah. After. Mm hmm. I didn't think it was unusual then because I was just like, well, that's kind of annoying and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to turn this thing off. <laughs> yeah. So I, eventually I ended up turning it off, but I just thought it was really like weird because there was no way to accidentally turn it on. Mm-hmm. And to turn it off, you had to twist a knob mm-hmm. in order to turn the alarm off. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was really bizarre, almost mm-hmm. like, you know, it could have been supernatural. When it could have just been, you know, the alarm had been going off mm-hmm. and it would just sleep mm-hmm. until like, you know, it would roll over. Yeah. Right. But I think that would also be weird because like three weeks ago we were there. Mm-hmm. And you didn't hear anything. And like I didn't that. hear anything. Yeah. So the timing was just just a little bit weird, you mm-hmm. know. But that's the only like sort of supernatural experience that I had. But I think it could be explained somehow. You know, it's a it's an old radio alarm clock. So mm. really anything could happen with it. And it's it's humid over there. Yeah. So I feel like it could be explained in some way. Mm. But but you've had a few I think they're paranormal experiences. I don't think so. I think they're really bizarre. Like, I don't know like how... Bizarre, maybe. But I don't think they're paranormal. I don't know how to explain them. And you've told them to me, mm-hmm. and I... I just... I, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you would even... So, okay, so, so which story do you want me to tell first? Do you want me to tell the Vietnam story, or do you want me to tell the Victorian doll story? I think... I think you should start with the more tamer one. To the Vietnam one? Yeah. Okay. You know, I think that one, I think that one is kind of like, well, you know, it's whatever or something. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the Vietnam story, so I, like you said, I had 
a couple of quote-unquote paranormal experiences. They're just things I can't explain or I was either too young to understand. So one of them being, uh, I went to Vietnam when I was a kid. And I went with my family. I was in my mom's family's house, basically. And uh, I was like seven-ish or younger, maybe like six or seven. Uh, and um, uh, I was sleeping in my own room. Uh, it was like a guest room, but I was the only one sleeping there because everyone else was sleeping in different rooms. I don't know why I had my own room at the time. It was just ended up that way. Or I just wanted to because uh, I, I guess I wasn't comfortable. My parents wasn't comfortable with, with me sleeping with people I didn't know personally in the other rooms. So they all just shared rooms with people they know. And I just because I didn't know my extended family to stay in that room. Why didn't they just sleep with you? Uh, more, probably because my parents wanted to sleep with brothers and sisters in their rooms. Mm. It just worked out better that way. Like I said, I don't know why I had my own room at the time. It just how it just ended up that way, right? Um, it might even be in a situation where like I just slept earlier than everyone else because people people would not sleep pretty late, right? And then um, someone would come in and sleep, and I just wouldn't know because they also wake up early. Um, because I mentioned it uh, an episode before, uh, a couple episodes ago, where people in Vietnam, the way that their sleep schedule is weird, where they will sleep late, wake up early, and take a nap midday. Uh, so it might have been just that, like I just didn't notice people sleep in my room. So it was one night when I was in my room, and then I woke up on the floor, and it wasn't like oh I rolled over on the floor. It was like uh I woke up at the foot of my of the bed on the floor, right? Like someone dragged me by the feet, and, um. And then I ended up there. Thing is, like, I didn't feel anything. I just woke up on the floor like that. I do have a small history of sleepwalking. So that might have been it. But I feel like I would have noticed some movement. And then I told my mom about it. Or my dad. One of my parents about it. I was, like I said, I was really young. And then, um, so they were like, oh, don't, don't worry about it, basically, right? And then the next day, um... I was like, I woke up in the middle of the night and I just saw a bunch of like people around me just praying. Mm. Uh-huh. And then it was like, I think there were family members. I was young and I don't recognize people that well. So they could have been family members. They could not have been. And then I was so confused, but also very tired that I was like, I don't care. And I went back to sleep. <laughs> Did you ever ask your mom about it? Uh, Yeah. I, I, when I woke up the next day, um, I asked my mom and they were like, well, uh, I asked her like, was there people in the room? And like, oh, she said, basically that don't worry about it. Right. Cause my mom is like that where she won't tell me things, but she would just tell me, don't worry about it. She'll never give me straight answers. So there might've been just people praying in your room. There might've been praying around me, like some kind of ritual was happening, but there might've been <laughs> some ritual. Cause they weren't like praying like to a, like to a statue or like yeah. to a cross they're praying like at me oh right so maybe they were trying to like drive away bad spirits or something maybe i don't know because you're because of what you're what you said to your parents and they're like oh that's kind of weird yeah well okay my, my dad knew i had like a small history of sleepwalking oh so he probably wasn't really so concerned I, what what might have happened is my mom or my dad uh, told each other, then they told the extended family, and then my extended family freaked out about it. Because uh -huh. I, I doubt my parents cared, honestly. Mm -hmm. But my extended family would be like, ooh, that's spooky. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. They did something about it. So that that's the that's the tamer side of the story. I feel that one could be explained, though. Yeah. Yeah, that one is like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I've I've had a story kind of similar to that where I've like woken up in a weird place, mm. but I have no history of sleepwalking. Yeah, like none. I have a small history. I think I sleepwalked like a total of four times. Mm. Most of them being when I was a child. Um, no, that's not entirely correct. Two of them was when I was a child. Two of them when I was in middle school, so preteen, mm. right? But I started. I stopped sleepwalking like. When I, I hit high school and college and stuff like that. So, mm. I, don't, I don't really sleepwalk anymore. Is there a reason why people sleepwalk? No idea. I, I personally don't have any idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of theories of how sleepwalking occur, but they don't really know how why they occur. Mm. Cause, I, uh, I think sleepwalking is kind of creepy. Well, a lot of people do. Um, but one of the, the theories of how it occurs is that there there's something in our brain when we dream. Mm-hmm. that basically it either turns on or turns off mm. that basically makes it so we don't have any motor controls right mm. that's why when people dream they sit still but when other people dream they like toss and turn mm-hmm. right so the theory is like um, people who sleepwalk basically have that entirely turned off mm-hmm. and so they keep moving while they're quote unquote dreaming because their mind is kind of conscious of what is happening around them they can navigate around the house just fine mm-hmm. so that's how sleepwalking occurs so, is it bad to wake up somebody who's sleepwalking? I honestly don't have an idea. That's what people say, right? Like, yeah. if you wake them up, it'll panic them and give them a heart attack or something like that, right? Yeah. But I have no idea. I honestly don't have any idea. I don't know how that's different from like waking, waking up some, yeah. someone like, up from like, a bad dream. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or if you have like a, you know, like a night a, terror. A night terror. Yeah. How is that any different? But I don't know. I don't know any of the medical whatever behind it so Mm -hmm. um but to go back on what i was talking about Mm -hmm. of like a similar experience um i i've told you that well i've told you everything but (laughs) but but i was um i had a similar experience when i was in hawaii and i was sleeping with my parents for some reason Mm -hmm. and is that unusual it is unusual yeah Hmm. I was living in the same room as my parents. I think this is in Hawaii. Hmm. It was unusual because I ended up under, like, my head was underneath the nightstand, mm-hmm. which is very unusual because hmm. how would I have gotten there? Yeah. And, like, it's not like I fell out of bed or anything because mm-hmm. the bed's pretty high. So I just don't know how I got there. Yeah. So either... I. But see, my memory of it isn't very good because either I was sleeping on the floor next to their bed because mm-hmm. that's something that we kind of used to do. Um, we used to have like mattresses, I think. But mm-hmm. Maybe that was only on Kauai. And then they would sleep on the top of the bed. So maybe I would I was moving in my sleep so much that I rolled underneath the bed. But you know me, I don't move. Yeah. Very much when not I sleep. Much. Not much, right? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't move my entire body, like, you know, like a whole different direction to move it right underneath. Yeah. Like something else, right? Uh-huh. Am I wrong? I mean, I, I, don't, mean I don't know how I am when I sleep, so. You move when you sleep, but it's usually, like, I prompt you to move, mm. right? Because when you sleep, you, you kind of take up the entire bed, right? Oh. And I sleep after you. So sometimes right. I go up and you're like, 
I like either tapping on the shoulder or like can you move and then you just move and the next day you just don't remember about it well yeah but it's not like it's not like I move voluntarily yeah on my own right mm-hmm. it's like you're prompting me to move but if you don't prompt me do I move at all I mean you toss and turn but not like roll yeah anyway that was a similar sort of in a way similar experience but not really mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess not really I guess oh that's a little similar yeah I've just never been able able to explain it because mm-hmm. I just remember waking up and being really confused yeah and like how did I get here mm-hmm. so um anyway your other story my other story that always seems to spook everyone else out yeah because well, it's spooky I see people think it's spooky because it involves Victorian dolls, right? Because, okay, uh, I, now I sort of have a Victorian doll collection. You sort of have it? Because I don't know where it is. Oh. Right? Yeah. Which my spook up would be out, but it's whatever. So I have a Victorian doll collection and it's not my personally, my personal collection. It was mostly all hand-me-downs from my aunt who had a bunch of Victorian dolls and, um, they're all like hand-me-downs, so they're all given to me. And I like the dolls. I think they're very cool dolls, right? Because I, I like yeah. the, the history around them. I like the um, the workmanship around them. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have lots of those. Uh, and in one of the houses I used to live in, um, we usually always put them in the attic or some kind of storage in a garage or something like that, right? Because I don't like taking care of them, taking care of them. My mom doesn't like taking care of them. No one likes taking care of them, right? But we don't want to get rid of them because that feels rude. Mm-hmm. Um, so we usually just keep them in the attic. So there was one night where uh, my mom told me like, oh, I'm not going to come home tonight, which is not uncommon, right? She, um, uh, she will usually just stay at her friend's house because she works somewhere else. So like, uh, I just stay home alone. So like, okay, whatever. So I went to bed and then I, I hear some noise in the middle of the night, which is not uncommon in, in my neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so I was like, oh, whatever. And I woke up the next day and I left my room, went to the hallway, and in my dining room table, there was but all the dolls, basically, just uh, cleaned and just point uh, looking at the hallway where I just exited. So they were basically just looking straight at me, right? Mm. And I just saw that, and I was like, well, that's weird. I wonder who put them there. I just put them all back. And that's my spooky story, I guess. That's really spooky. It's not. It's really weird. Like, how do you explain that? I I can't because my mom never went home it's not like someone else are went you sure house. she never like went home in the middle of the night well okay. i'm 100 percent sure because one yes she called me and two if she did she would have stayed her home and she yeah. wasn't home in the morning yeah so and why would she even take down your dolls in the first place yeah so uh i i highly highly doubt that it was my mom maybe right? you were sleepwalking I sleepwalked, opened the attic, went up the attic, grabbed all the dolls, cleaned them off, placed them in a way where they pointed at the hallway, and went back to bed. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think that's the case, but maybe. Um, yeah, that's my other spooky story. A lot shorter, le- less uh, background information, but, you know, that's what happened. And people seem to be like, ooh, that's spooky, or ooh, that's... I don't want to go to Kevin's house, basically. Because it is spooky. I don't think so. 
Well, that house had a weird vibe. You know, I mean, I'm not really into like energies and stuff like that, right? Well, okay. When I invited everyone over to my house, I never told anybody that my house was haunted. Yeah. I never told anyone that story, right? Yeah. Because I don't believe my house is haunted. I don't think that story is that spooky, mm-hmm. right? So, um, when everyone came over, everyone seemed fine. For the most part. Oh, for the most part? Yeah. Why? I mean, like, no one said anything. It wasn't until after where uh, I mentioned the story where, like, you were like, oh, that house has a weird vibe, basically. It's true, because it does. I mean, the lighting is a little weird, right? Well, it's called cold lighting. Yeah. That's why. There's lots of cold lighting in the house, so... I guess, in a way, it has a weird vibe, but I don't think so. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. But I, I think I think it had that vibe even before, right? <laughs> I think it had a weird vibe. I don't know. But it's maybe because it never really felt very homey. Mm-hmm. So to me, it always just kind of felt like... Like it had a distance in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just like a place where people slept... Yeah. And like that was it. But that's because that's where it was. I don't stay in that house really. I went there to sleep. It just didn't really feel like a home Mm -hmm. to me. So, um, yeah, maybe that's why I felt maybe a little uncomfortable. And there's a lot of like religious symbols in the house. Yeah, a lot of religious stuff on the walls. (laughs) Vietnamese Catholic family. We have a bunch of Catholic stuff in there a bunch of crosses, a bunch of statues of the Virgin Mary, a bunch of like. Religious things. Lots of, All high quality. Lots of Jesus photos. Every room had a cross in it. Every single room. What does that do? I don't know. I don't know. My mom always put a cross everywhere. Every single room will have a cross in it. And every single room... Well, most, and if they don't have a cross, they'll have a picture of Jesus. Or the, the statue of the Virgin Mary. Does Jesus keep, keep you safe? I don't know. Is that a thing that Jesus can do? I, I don't know. <laughs> But it's just, yeah, that, that's my other spooky story. The dolls coming out of the attic without everyone knowing. Um, that only happened once before, where only one doll appeared in the middle of the hallway. And I'm just sorry, it back up. I'm sorry, what? I told you this. Yeah, but, you know, it's still creepy, though. <laughs> where it was just like one of the dolls just appears in like, no, appears. It came down from the attic and just, they're in the hallway. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I just put it back up. What? <laughs> What? Oh my god. <laughs> Your house... Those dolls are haunted. I don't think so. I just think something happens in the middle of the night. And <laughs> in a way, that's, that does sound like it's haunted. But if a ghost really existed, I feel like other stuff would have happened. But really, it was those, only those two stuff. And I stayed in that house for at least four years. So... I feel like two out of two incidents in four years is not really a haunting. Me personally. I don't know. I'm not an expert in hauntings, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it is a it is really bizarre. Well, you just opened your door was in like in in the morning. You opened your door and there was a doll there. No, it was a middle night because I stay up late. It wasn't there before. No, it was the middle of the night. I opened the door, turned on the hallway lights, and it was there. Your mom was home? Yeah, I think so. So she might have moved it. I don't know why she would move in like 4 a.m., but yeah. 4 a.m.? I stayed up late at night. No, no. but Because they say that's like the, the haunting hour, you know They what say I mean? anywhere, anytime between 2 and basically the morning is the haunting hour. Well, there you go. 
a haunting. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty weird. I mean, it's weird, but I don't think it's a haunting. I just think, like, I just, there's no explanation for that. I don't know. No, that's, but those are my my creepy stories, I guess. Uh, I feel like if if there's any place that is haunted, I'll, I'm interested to go, right? Just mm-hmm. to accept fate. <laughs> I, I'm really into just, like, fucking around with ghosts right you know they say that hotel that's based off of you know like the overlook hotel Mm -hmm. i mean it's like an actual hotel i forgot what it's called but um they say it's like actually haunted that's cool yeah i'll go to it you want to go sure it's a three-star hotel in colorado no it's a real place if you ever go to colorado for any reason i want to stay there yeah, it's like seems pretty interesting. I would go on a road trip just to stay there for a night. I would go on a road trip to go into movie locations. That sounds like a really fun road trip, mm. right? Mm. Where we where we watch either watch movies beforehand or watch movies during the road trip, and then after the movie ends, we go to that place. That would be interesting. That's a fun road trip to have. I think. We need to find a way to watch movies while we have that trip, but... I think we need to find people who are willing to go. Yeah. Because a lot of our friends, I feel like, are superstitious mm. in in some way. And I don't think they would go. <laughs> well, I know some of our friends are like me who want to go to see if ghosts do exist. You mean like Pat? Yeah. Pat would go to see if a ghost existed. Yeah. He's agnostic about ghosts. I just, see, I just don't think they exist. That's just me. And then there's like other people, other our friends who actually do believe in ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they would go. You think they would go? Depends. Go, go into haunted, haunted placings around the USA. Yeah. Yeah. No. It depends on the friend and whether they can afford it. That's also true. Cost is, uh, ghost hunting is very expensive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, I would like to experience a ghost just to see if they do exist, but, you know, I don't think they exist. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm not like one of those people like, oh, ghosts don't exist, but also don't go to like haunted places be like, I don't fuck with that. I'm the kind of person who like, oh, ghosts don't exist. And if there is a haunted place, I totally fucked with it. <laughs> <laughs> I I would love to see a ghost mm-hmm. because, because then I know that they're real. Yeah. Is it, is it that one like, cold comfort situation yeah we're like oh ghosts are real so fuck me but you know an afterlife exists (laughs) yeah but then an afterlife life exists but it's like a a sucky afterlife no not necessarily you have to be a bad ghost no but that means that like you're stuck here right yeah in a way i guess if you believe in heaven and and hell then you're like or you know you're like kind of in the middle right I guess so. It isn't like the way ghosts exist, like they have an attachment to the earth or something like that. Yeah. So they're stuck here. So they can't leave. Yeah. But people who don't have an attachment just pass on, supposedly. I don't know. I'm not a ghost expert. Yeah. So anything else? Uh, No, I've, I've just been thinking about like, you know, because I think that people get more like religious when like a family member passes away or somebody that they no passes away right yeah i know a lot of my uh sisters were like that when my dad passed away mm-hmm. that yeah. they uh basically look to religion or to get something yeah. right for comfort i don't know uh 
I wasn't like that personally, but it's just the way it is. Well, what were you like then? When my dad passed away? Well, I mean, I was there, but you know, like, oh, I, I didn't necessarily need a comfort, right? Mm-hmm. Or I, I didn't need comfort in a way that like, um, other family members did, where like they wanted, like, some kind of connection to my dad again. Yeah. The way the comfort I needed was a way to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to connect my dad, but just to deal with the situation and and not necessarily move on, but to um cope with it. Mm-hmm. To come to terms with it, basically. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that's that's what I needed. Mm. I see. Mm. But I feel like talking about death is for another co- podcast. I feel like that would be a, a different heavy podcast that we can have. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. So. That's another topic we can have in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um bring it back to ghosts. Uh I know that you're into horror a lot, right? Mm, I like it, yeah. But yeah. I haven't seen a lot of like classic horror stuff. No, but neither have I. Uh most of my horror has become um uh, like Cthulhu mytho- mythos, mm-hmm. right? The fear of the unknown and like um recently I guess, uh, serial killers, <laughs> mm. right? Because mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know, uh, me and Sarah uh, like serial killers. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like I had like a weird fascination, I think, in high mm. school. I still have that fascination due to serial killers. I know a lot of people answers is like, oh, what? Uh, like the reason why they're fascinated by them is like, uh how could they do such things mm-hmm. right but for me like that's not necessarily the more interesting part about serial killers it's mm-hmm. not how they could do it it's why they did it mm-hmm. basically i understand oh i don't understand um i get why serial killers are like that mm-hmm. right it, it could be like mental disorders or like um some kind of like hatred mm-hmm. towards people in general um my more my interest in circulars is the why part, mm-hmm. right? Why did um like H.H. Holmes uh kill those people or like why did Jack the Ripper what whatever like why did the Zodiac killer? Why did um uh what, what was the clown? John Wayne Gacy. Why did why did Gacy uh kill um kidnapped and kill those kids? Like that's my fascination with them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the way my fascination started was um, the sequel to uh, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal. <laughs> oh, really? Because I watched Hannibal and I didn't realize it was a sequel to Silence of the Lambs until after. Uh, I watched Hannibal first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and the way I watched Hannibal was, I think, because um, I actually watched the entire Silence of, uh, Silence of the Lambs recently, maybe like two years ago. Right with you, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't realize that I saw that ending before, until uh, when I actually saw it. Oh, because there was a um, Silence of the Lambs Hannibal marathon happening on TV, right? Is there more than one movie? Yeah, this this um Silence of the Lambs Hannibal. Let me look it up. So there's there's four movies. There are is Silence of the Lambs, which is original. Mm-hmm. There's a sequel, Hannibal, which is one I watched. Then there's two prequels called Red Dragon and Hannibal Rising. 
I feel like those are bad movies. I feel like all of them but Science and Lands are probably bad movies. I don't remember Hannibal that well, but it's whatever. Right? But I remember watching Hannibal uh, on TV when I went over to like a family member's house. But before actual Hannibal popped up, it was the ending part of Science of Lambs when mm-hmm. he's on the, I guess, spoilers for Hannibal, uh, Science of Lambs for those who care, uh, where he's on the plane mm-hmm. and he's eating um, a person basically, right? In the, in the plane. What? He like had a, a lunch. Huh? That's not the ending to Silence of the Lambs. I, it must have been the ending to Hannibal then. Yeah. That's not Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is when he calls uh agents oh that's uh, right i remember seeing that right yeah and i guess it went over the hannibal because uh it was it must have been some kind of marathon right mm-hmm. and like basically i was watching hannibal and i was watching the way he did things right mm-hmm. which was interesting at the time i was a kid uh and like um watching the serial killer and i wasn't scared mm-hmm. I, was, I, I guess i was a weird kid because i was like really fascinated mm-hmm. right the scene that really stuck to me is when he uh, cut open a person's intestines and just put his intestines on like some kind of like thing, basically, like a fence and just pushed them off and he just hung by his intestines, basically. Oh. Yeah. That, that's the scene that really stood out to me at the time. But at the ending of Hannibal, I guess. Oh, yeah, it was the ending of Hannibal. He was on the plane and he was eating a... Uh, he was like... He had like a, a lunchbox, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like eating a person. And there was one part where you can clearly see it was a brain, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was a kid next to him, like, oh, what are you eating? He was like, oh, I'm eating meat. And he basically went to the kid, like, you want to try some, basically. Mm. And that's the end of the Hannibal. Right? So I guess, spoilers for Hannibal. <laughs> How awful to be that one kid and realize that you ate a person. Probably never realized. Yeah. But yeah, um, so I guess Hannibal was, like, my, like... Favorite fictional serial killer <laughs> at the time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So ever since then, uh, I had like a weird fascination with serial killers, right? Mm. It actually wasn't until much later that I realized that Hannibal wasn't a real serial killer. Mm. I always thought like he was an actual one until like I actually looked up the movie and it was like, oh, based off a novel. I was like, oh, oh, you meant he was like, you thought he was a real guy, yeah. Oh, I thought Hannibal himself. Was based off a real person. He's not based off of anybody. I don't think so. Seems like he would be based off of that one guy that ate people. Did Ted Bundy eat people? That was way after Hannibal. Yeah, no. Hannibal was completely fictional. But there was that one guy that ate people, right? Who? There was one serial killer and he ate people. He killed people and ate them. Um... I thought, or maybe I'm just thinking about Hannibal. <laughs> I mean, there's probably there's lots of cannibal serial killers, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think like Hannibal was based off any of them. Just Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, like uh, I like serial killers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my favorite fictional, uh, non-fictional one is uh H.H. Holmes. Yeah. Because that dude literally had an hotel for killing people. <laughs> and that is like dedication <laughs> to mm. an art, right? Mm. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Well, how, how do you feel about serial killers? Mm. 
I think they're 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 fascinating. Mm. But I also think it's kind of like an issue mm-hmm. to be like super into serial killers. Do you think it's an issue that I'm into serial killers? I don't know. It's just not a good look, you know. I mean, I agree with you. It's not a good look to be like, ooh, I'm like, I'm really into serial killers, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're the coolest things. Like, I agree with you. It's weird, but I don't think it's an issue mm. necessarily. I, th- I, I think. I think it's, it's an harsh. issue you like idolize them. Yeah. Like I'm a fan of John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Or like that. <laughs> I think. I think it's just a little bit weird to, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's be. It's bad to be interested in, in serial killers, mm. but I think it's weird to like like them. Mm-hmm. You know, because they did like kill a lot of people, and mm. they like tore apart families, yeah. and you know, that's not so great. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a like kind of a big issue. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess that's why I'm more into like historical serial killers, mm-hmm. right? I'm not. I don't care that much for like current ones, quote unquote current, <laughs> right? More yeah. modern serial killers like Ted Bundy or I don't know who else is there right now. Not on top of my head. Again, nine them. That's the only one I know of, and that's because it's like that's a recent case, mm. right? Mm. Also, there's gonna be a Netflix movie about it. <laughs> also weird. Starring Zac Efron. <laughs> but yeah, like I think. Circular is interesting. I don't know. But you also think cults are cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And there's nothing cool about a cult. Except I think cults are so fascinating. I don't know why. I just like I I really dig it. I really dig like Yeah, I th- I think they're interesting. Mm-hmm. I think cults are interesting. There's a lot to I guess take away from a cult, you know? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot to tell when you're in a cult, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I I just find them kind of fascinating. But I understand that there's also, like, real issues with cults. So, you know. You know. <laughs> Do you have a favorite cult? Um, I like the one that uh, the 20th Century Boys one is based off of. Oh, the the Blue Cult in yeah, Japan. Yeah, uh, um, something. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That's that's a cult that like it was based off not necessarily being blue but being happy, right? Yeah. Right. And then they eventually there was their terror attacks in Japanese subways, basically. Yeah. I think they're also isn't it also referenced in Earthbound? Yeah. It was also referenced in Earthbound when they were talking about like, oh, they want to be blue, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's a pretty fascinating cult because it, it was actually a political party. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the 20th century boys cult was basically that, but to the extreme of, of the political party part. Yeah. Where it actually became like the ruler of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, that one I find pretty fascinating. I think I did a report on them or something like that. So. Uh, I remember that in college. Yeah. Well, in... In high school, but yeah, no, yeah. yeah, that's our that's our weird fascinations with, I guess, true crime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is there anything that you wanted to talk about today besides you know horror stuff? I mean, I could talk about horror stuff all day, really, because I uh, I really like Cthulhu, mm-hmm. not just Cthulhu. I like the Lovecraft mythos. 
basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily like the creatures stuff like that, but I like the idea of being afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And when you uh someone sees something that they cannot comprehend, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. Basically, I love that idea. Like Shadow of the Mountain, uh, really encapsulates that idea, right? Because it, it never shows the monster at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at the end, they kind of imply that they see the monster, which is probably what happened. Mm-hmm. But it's it's about a bunch of people who basically go insane and basically kill each other. And when they actually escape the mountain, that's when they see the monster, right? So the monster was real. Uh, I I guess so because you no know, HP Lovecraft monster is always real. But the monsters are usually just symbolic of something else. That's the whole point of being afraid of the unknown. Yeah. Right. Um. That, but yeah, I, I really like that idea uh, um, when it comes to horror, like being afraid of things that may or may not be there or being afraid of um, things that you don't understand. That reminds me of um, like Over the Garden Wall, mm-hmm. you know, because that was like the big thing for them was uh, was the unknown mm-hmm. and going into the unknown. Yeah. You know? Mm. And like the, like all of the weird things that they would encounter. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was pretty good for, like it was just a mini series, mm. but I thought it was some of the episodes are kind of creepy. Yeah. Like the last episode with the beast, mm-hmm. when you finally get to see what the beast looks like. Yeah, it's like a mound of flesh, basically. It's like a bunch of like souls, like in a tree, because that's what yeah. he is. He's like a. He's like a living, you know, plant creature mm. thing. And all of the children's souls are inside of him. Yeah. Which I'm just like, hmm, weird. This is a kid's show. Yeah. <laughs> I like Open the Garden Wall. I, I, don't, I don't know if it works as a horror thing. Yeah. But it really works as like a, a coming of age thing. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, I think horror really works in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically forcing uh, I'm not saying like horror like the ho- the medium of like yeah. horror stuff um, really works on aspect and basically turning making characters f- forcing them to confront things they're, they're afraid of yeah uh, and forcing them to move on mm-hmm. I think that's when horror really works the story yeah not necessarily like something scary but really works the story mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I like Lovecraft so much or at least certain Lovecraft stories. I don't like all of them. I think the cult ones are pretty boring. And I think the ones that like the uh, monsters take more of an active presence in the story mm-hmm. are also less interesting. Uh, because I think the appeal of Lovecraft for me mm-hmm. is not the monsters, but more of, like I said, the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's the, the characters dealing with uh, things that they are personally afraid of. That reminds me, um, the only story I've read... Because mm-hmm. I have that omnibus or whatever it is. It's like a like bunch yeah. of short stories. stories. Yeah. The only one I read all the way through was the reanimator. Mm-hmm. And I thought that one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it after I read it. Although it was a hard story to get through. Mm-hmm. But once you kind of like got the ball rolling, mm-hmm. it kind of like... Yeah, so, all, all the Lovecraft stories like that. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, okay, this is kind of like, I'm kind of digging it now. Because mm-hmm. it was actually kind of creepy. Yeah. Like once you kind of thought about it. Mm-hmm. Because um, I guess for those who don't really know what the reanimator is, it's mm-hmm. kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, is this guy and he like 
creates like this humanoid creature, you know, mm. and, and Lovecraft is kind of like very time period. Yeah. Based. Mm. So it's kind of racist. Very racist. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the guy that he gets is like some African-American guy. Mm. Yeah. And then I think he kills him or, or is something like that. Like, don't they kill him or something? Something. I think they kill him and then um, they get pieces, like pieces from like graveyards and stuff. And they dig people up and like they put them together in like a weird Frankenstein kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess it kind of works, but it because it kind of doesn't. So they bury it. I, it's been a while since I read it. Mm -hmm. But so if I get it wrong, then please correct me. But like, I think they bury it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then he's, like, afraid, the guy who made it mm. is afraid that, like, this thing will come back yeah. and, like, kill him. Mm. So he's, like, always on the move. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, like, because it's from his assistant's mm. perspective and, like, not the doctor guy. Yeah. So the assistant is like, this, this dude is going crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong, but apparently, but then I guess the monster was actually real. Mm. So then I was, I was kind of hoping it wasn't real, <laughs> but it's Lovecraft. So yeah, the monster's always real in Lovecraft because they're real, but they symbolize something else, but they're mm. real. I think another thing that does horror really well for, for me is the Silent Hill series, right? Mm. I don't think I've ever played a Silent Hill game all the way through, um, but there are lots of things in Silent Hill that really stand out to me. I think... Uh, one of my favorite scenes of Silent Hill is in Silent Hill 3, right? Where the girl is basically is in a room, right? And in the room, there's this one mirror. And it's like the mirror is like a, the entire wall, basically. So you see your reflection, right? But in the reflection, you see like the roll of the room just pulling up with blood. And you see the blood like crawling up on your character, right? And then like uh, your character starts freaking out and everything like that. I think that scene is really cool. Basically, because it, it really, it tells a lot about the story itself. Like, I'm not, I don't want to spoil too much about Silent Hill 3. But the, the entire, there, there's an aspect of Silent Hill 3 where the character does not like her own reflection. Basically. And I think it really works as a horror thing because you don't know what's going on. And she doesn't know what's going on. Hmm. And you don't know if that's gonna actually going to hurt you or not. Or basically. Um, but yeah, that, that's the scene that really stands out to me. A lot of the monster designs in Silent Hill I think are really interesting right especially in Silent Hill 2 because in Silent Hill 2 all the monsters kind of reflect something of the main character mm. right that's kind of like the point of Silent Hill 2 that the the thing that is Silent Hill is something that is kind of personally reflective of people who experience it um, but I think those two games really stand out to me and then there's the other Silent Hill games where basically they're all just regular ass horror games mm. i haven't played any of them so um i just remember going over a friend's house and him walking through the fog mm -hmm. for like 15 minutes unfortunately that does not specify which Silent hill game but <laughs> i don't remember yeah i mean i don't remember which one it was i was just like where's the game mm -hmm. we've been walking through the fog for like 15 minutes when is it gonna start <laughs> so but yeah uh i like horror um i don't play a lot of horror games um mostly because they don't do anything for me mm. uh, i like the storytelling of horror more than the actual horror itself you want you wanted me to bring up a topic 
Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. A topic I want to bring up. What makes a story good for you? Right? Like, okay. Uh, I'll bring an example. Like, what makes a story work for me personally? Right? Or what I look for in the story? Um, For me, the characters really make or break a story for me. Mm. Right? It's kind of why I like some movies more than others. Um, is that I enjoy the characters' arcs or their journey a lot more than the actual storyline itself. Mm-hmm. A good storyline is great. Don't get me wrong, right? But it takes a backseat of the actual characters themselves. Mm-hmm. I see plot and storyline as something that's like a tool for an actual character's arc. Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons why I don't like the Mara movies that much. Because, like we said in the last uh, podcast, uh, the Marvel movies, the characters start and begin in the same place. Mm-hmm. They don't really have an arc. Or whatever arc they have, it gets ignored in the next movie. Mm-hmm. For me, what's important about a character is that in a movie or in a story or whatever, is that they begin in one place and they end in a different place. They end um, as a different character. Right? Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I enjoyed um, Yoko Taro's story a lot. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know Yoko Taro, he's a game director. He did the Drake and Guard series and the New York series. And yeah. Um, because all of his characters go through an arc, more or less. They, they, they at, the, at the very least, they all change. Mm-hmm. All the characters you see in his, in his games end up in a different place than they do when you meet them. Um, it may take more than one game, but they all change. And that's what I really like about his storytelling. Um, but th- that that's what I really look for in a story. Like, character change in the story. Uh, a good storyline really helps, especially if, especially in certain genres, like a mystery. If in a mystery, the storyline is the most important thing. Like, I care about character development, but storyline takes more precedent in a mystery story. Mm-hmm. But in something like a romance, or drama, or like uh, even a comedy, or an adventure, the characters take precedence for me. The development is the most important thing. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, what do you look for in a story? Because I feel like that's important to know for when we talk about certain movies in the future. Mm. Like, what do we look for in a movie or in a story? So what do you look for? Mm, I guess I would kind of have to agree with you. Where the characters, I feel like, are... The most important thing. The most important. Because... They're the ones that we're following mm-hmm. through the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So even if the story's not the most, like... It's not the most fleshed out thing. Yeah, fleshed out or the most, like, compelling, mm-hmm. you know? At least you have these memorable characters who you've come to, like, kind of... Grow like, attached grow, to. Grow attached to and grow with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... It's it's always good to have, a like, a character that you can somewhat relate to, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I was trying to think of a movie that I really liked mm. in order to, like, maybe, uh, like, I was trying to think of, like, my favorite movie, right? Mm. Like, what 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 would be, what what's something that I really like about it, mm. right? And I think what really makes that movie special to me, or movies like that special to me, are the characters, mm. you know? For example, like, I, a long time ago, I was, or... In a couple podcasts ago, I was talking about Tech on Concrete mm-hmm. and how I think um, like that 
journey that white and black go through Mm. is just like really kind of um it's just kind of sad Mm. it's just like a really sad journey and like but the characters are really memorable Mm -hmm. so even if the story isn't that like it's not that complicated Mm -hmm. it's really not it's about gang wars Mm. and it's about a dying city yeah and and that's about it that's that's the whole thing Mm -hmm. right but the journey isn't is about white and black and like how they get separated and how they come back together yeah and they're still like even without the city Mm. they're still really you know they're still family mm-hmm. basically yeah and like you wouldn't be able to have that without like a strong character mm-hmm. or for like another example would mm-hmm. be like tokyo godfathers i was thinking about that actually because tokyo godfathers i i really like that movie yeah but i don't think the story is that strong yeah i think the characters is what really makes that movie yeah exactly because mm-hmm. that was the first movie that i was thinking of which was tokyo godfathers which is just so to me it's like just so good Mm -hmm. like i could watch it like the best christmas movie it's the best christmas movie (laughs) it's just so great Mm -hmm. and it's like it's got characters who you really feel for yeah and you understand like somewhat yeah you understand that their their struggles are real Mm -hmm. like they're coming from these places of like you know they don't choose they didn't really choose to be homeless Mm -hmm. it's just that's how life kind of is yeah and that's how they were you know and that's how they all ended up in the in that situation Hmm. i don't know it's like but all of their stories are so different from each other it's i don't know it's just really amazing how people can in the movie can come together and like do something good yeah um just because you're a homeless person doesn't mean that you're not a good person obviously so yeah um oh if since since i brought it up yeah um if you could recommend one movie to anybody like just just a random movie it doesn't have to be your favorite but like a movie to anybody that is somewhat relevant to what we're talking about what would it be i like the illusionist really i hear i haven't heard you talk about that movie at all oh really yeah um i mean if i could really recommend (laughs) all of the satoshi Kon stuff Mm. Watch that. Perfect, perfect blue. Perfect blue. Mm. Paprika. Yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, Millennium Actress. Mm. Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. Watch those. Like because they're as, so good. As much as I like Perfect Blue and Paprika, I think Tokyo Godfathers is probably his favorite movie. My, my favorite movie from his. Oh, it's definitely my favorite movie. Yeah. But like for me, it's like Perfect Blue. Ah, actually, I really would rather watch. Paprika and yeah. then Perfect Blue. Same. I'd rather watch Paprika again than watch Perfect Blue. But Millennium Actress is supposed to be really good. I just haven't, I haven't watched. seen it yet. I've I haven't watched it in so long, mm-hmm. and I don't know where the heck it is. So. Yeah. Uh, I, for me, my favorites because I've only seen three of his stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen um, Millennium Actress, and I haven't seen um, what's the one movie or one anime. Um. Uh, the one with the kid on skates. Paranoia Agent. Yeah, Paranoia Agent. Uh, I haven't seen any of those. Um. Those things from him. But my favorite stuff is, is Tokyo Godfathers. I think that's such a good, like, it, they have great characters mm-hmm. that you all really care about. Mm-hmm. And the journey you go through is very, very sincere, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then it's Paprika. 
Because I think that one probably has like the best story. Yeah. And it basically has the most interesting animation easily. Mm-hmm. And then it's Perfect Blue for me. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Blue is not a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. I think it's also a really good movie. I think the 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 issues that the main character goes through is really interesting. Yeah. But I don't think it, it does. It doesn't do as much for me as the other two movies. I think Perfect Blue is is like you have to be in the right kind of mood to see mm. Perfect Blue because mm-hmm. it's just like. I, I don't know. I don't really want to think today. I, I think the same thing with Paprika. I think Tokyo Godfathers, you can watch whenever. Yeah. You could be in any mood to watch Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you have to be in a certain mood to watch Paprika and Perfect Blue. I don't know. To me, Perfect Blue is like an even harder watch for me. Mm. Because it's like nothing about like <laughs> like nothing about Perfect Blue is like happy. And it's like yeah. nothing about it is happy, yeah. Except for the beginning, and then everything else about it is like really confusing. It's not necessarily confusing. Like it, you won't understand it in like a single watch. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's like like super confusing. Basically, I don't know. I think it's like I think you understand what happened by the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except for the very very end. But <laughs> yeah, and then you're just like, I don't really. <laughs> Wait, was that? Yeah. That happen? <laughs> a lot of it is like, wait, did that really happen or did it not? Yeah. Happen. Yeah. Which is like my, which which is why I don't watch it too often because mm. I'm just like I don't really, I don't want to think about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> At least for like paprika, you know what's happening and what's not happening. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I I really like Satoshi Kon stuff. For me, um, recommending a movie. Or just something. Mm-hmm. Um, to watch uh, it, for a long watch. If you guys can really sit through it. Uh, Gangs of New York is my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Mm. <laughs> uh, he's not necessarily the main character. But he, he is one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like a two and a half hour movie. It's a long movie. Uh, but it is a great movie. Um, it's really good. Uh, I think the character development in that movie is amazing because mm. it um for the premise um uh, i think leonardo DiCaprio is the main character or the main uh character we follow but his dad gets killed by this gang leader basically right mm-hmm. so he wants to take revenge uh so he basically infiltrates the gang and the gang leader takes him under his wing right but um uh, so Leonardo DiCaprio uh, basically wants to wait for the perfect opportunity to kill the gang leader. But because he but because he's waiting, he grows attached to him and basically he sees the gang leader as his father figure. Mm-hmm. Right? And the entire uh in the entire movie is all about how uh if he uh how he comes to terms to killing who who basically became his father figure, but who also killed his actual father. Mm-hmm. And then the gang leader Basically, uh, see if he finds out if the person who he basically adopted as his son is going to go out to kill him. Mm-hmm. I think that movie's great. I think mm-hmm. um, the, the storyline's great, and I think the characters are great. Uh, it's a long movie. It's not for everyone. But I think that that's my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Yeah. Uh, another movie I, re- uh, I want to recommend, or another thing I want to recommend, um... For an easy watch, uh, on Netflix, uh, Violet Evergarden. 
<laughs> Sarah is kind of tired of me talking about uh, anime. I'll keep it short. If you have not seen Violet Evergarden and you're into anime, you should watch it. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, it might not be for you. I know a lot of people get really bored of the main character. Right? I know Gigguk does. Uh, he, he got really bored of the main character and the rest of the anime did not appeal to him. Mm. But the anime is all about how the main character has to deal with emotion, basically. Yeah. Her own emotion and other people's emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, without spoiling too much. Um, and if I can recommend one more thing. Uh, classic Kino Journey. I think Kino's Journey is one of my all-time favorite animes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the short story format of Kino's Journey, it makes it for a great watch just to sit down and watch. Just to, uh, and every once in a while, you just go back in and just watch an episode or two and, and then, you know, just forget about it for a while and then you just go back in later on. Mm-hmm. It's a very watch your own pace. It's an anthology series. If people don't know what that is. It means, it basically means every single part of the story stay alone. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend Kino's Journey for people who just want like a really light watch. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's enough recommendations for now. I, I, I kind of want to do more recommendations down the line, just so people get to know like what we like. Well, I'm gonna, I, I to go back to to my recommendations mm-hmm. for a bit. So I'm gonna count the the Satoshi Kon movies as just one mm-hmm. because it's just like a series, and if you have time, give them a watch. Yeah. But my second one, um, that I talked about in the beginning, or the beginning of the recommendations was the illusionist hmm. which that movie might not be for everybody oh yeah i don't think most of the stuff we talk about is not for everyone yeah i think the closest thing uh i mentioned that's for everyone mm-hmm. is probably by the garden probably mm. it might be too heavy for certain people um but i feel like that probably has the broadest appeal mm. um yeah but I think most of the things that we watch is not for everybody, right? It's not for the general audience. <laughs> sounds sounds pretentious. No, not necessarily. It's just that we don't watch the mainstream stuff anymore. Mm. Or we, we're not as interested as that anymore, mm. right? Because I, I feel like if you were to ask us, like, uh, back in high school, yeah, uh, we would be all in on, like, the mainstream stuff, right? If My Hero came out... Well, not even My Hero... Naruto for us in high school was the thing we were really into. Yeah. Right. Um, we may have not like liked it one hundred percent. Right. But that's the stuff we're really in. We were really into high school, mm-hmm. and we we're really into like just all the animes. And I was really into pretty much all the movies. Yeah. Right. It's just that now it's just like the things that we that's most memorable to us is stuff that's not made for general audience. Mm. Because the thing that's made for general audience are usually not memorable and that's not a fault of their own it's just that they're just too general mm-hmm. <laughs> right they they have the most broadest appeal and because of that they not they're just not as appealing to us as other things are mm. yeah i'm not necessarily i'm not necessarily saying general audience movies are bad yeah it's just how it is <laughs> yeah yeah you're, you're saying about illusionist um so it's a french movie Mm. Uh, French animated movie um, depending on where you live you might have seen it on TV maybe once because that's where I saw it 
I actually saw it on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I picked it up at a small like store in SF. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a story about this uh, small time magician. Mm-hmm. And he goes to this he tries to perform everywhere, right? Because he tries to get gigs, but hmm. nobody's really hiring magicians anymore. Hmm. And he goes to this small fisherman's town or whatever it is. Yeah. And he meets this little girl and this girl believes that his magic is real. Hmm. So she comes along with him and asks her, just, just assumes that he could make things hmm. and like, you know, um, just create things out of nothing Mm. when in fact it's kind of the opposite where he works really hard at night Mm. so he can buy things for her. So Mm. she can have, you know, she can be happy. Yeah. And at the end she meets this guy. Well, I just kind of. That's more the ending. (laughs) Well, anyway, I kind of went out. I kind of went out of my way to not spoil the ending of any things. I'm recommending. Sorry. Anyway, I won't. Well, you didn't really spoil anything. You just mentioned yeah. that she met a guy. She meets a guy. Yeah. But I, I, anyway, so yeah. it's a cool movie. Mm. It's not as, it's, I don't think it's as weird mm. as the tripl- triplets of Bellevue or whatever it is. Yeah. Because that one's just weird and uh, I don't really like it. Mm. <laughs> it's made by the same kind of people. So if you've watched that one, then you'll maybe have seen this one. Mm hmm. Um, but the animation is like spectacular, um, and it's it's just like. If, at, of your recommendations, if you can make one that you can recommend to most general audience, what would it be? Tokyo Godfathers. Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah, because the illusionist is French. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, like it has subtitles. I mean, people can read. There's no subtitles. There's no subtitles. In, in... It's not a. F- it's not. There's no talking really in that movie. Oh, is there? I could have sworn at the end when he, when the girl. Yeah. Well, there's, he, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hard to hard to talk about when there's not when we can't spoil anything. Yeah. But isn't there subtitles at the end? No, he never really talks to her. Huh. So they talk, but you, it's either I think it might be French. Hmm. But it's like in a weird, like French, not French. I think. I think I could just wonder subtitles, but yeah. No, they're they're this whole movie. They don't speak at all. Okay. So that's why I think. Tokyo Godfather. Yeah, because at least there's talking. Well, there's no dub for it though, unfortunately. Yeah, but I don't know. For me, I think it, at least I don't. Know, I think it would be hard to like really capture an audience's attention mm. with no talking. Yeah. At all. <laughs> you know, so um, I really like it. And I think it's just a very bittersweet ending. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're at the end and you're like, man, I mean, I think it's also the ending. Mm-hmm. Also, the ending might not be for everybody. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, for me, if I, for me, the, the, the thing I'll recommend to a general audience as much as I want to say about Evergarden yeah. for the general audience, uh, I'm going to say Gangs of New York. Uh, That's what I would have thought. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a long watch. But I think you get... And you don't necessarily get more out of it. 
But I feel like people, not enough people have seen that movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a it was it was a popular movie, right? Yeah, but it's just old now. Yeah, you know, not a lot of people see it. Not a lot of people our age have seen it. Mm-hmm. it. It had like a brief phase of popularity when it came out, and that mm-hmm. was about it. Yeah. So I think more people should watch Gangs in New York, and that movie kind of exemplifies what I want out of a movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It the storytelling is very concise. Despite being two and a half hours, um, the characters are amazing, and the story is compelling all the way through. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that I think that movie is as close to what I want out of a movie as you can get. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the perfect movie. There is a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say fluff, but it's like stuff that you don't care about in the background. Because the movie takes place during a draft, basically. Yeah. So uh, in the background of that movie, they, they constantly talk about the draft. Mm. And that's not as important to the movie as the rest of it is. Yeah. The draft is important, don't get me wrong. It's just not as important to our character's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that that's the movie I want to recommend to everyone. Just so people get to know like what I really like out of a movie. Mm-hmm. A little bit of shorter topics today don't you think yeah i mention that every time they're like oh we didn't really talk that much on today but i think this time was like actually kind of short um but i i think this one might actually be less than an hour long when i actually edit it down or uh, when i start talking about this be less than an hour long Mm. but before i leave i want to mention that sarah will not be joining us next episode no unfortunately i will be in good old nihon yes I will not be here. Yes. So. so next episode, I will have a different guest on. Yeah. So if you don't like me, well, someone else will be here to take my place. Yes. So uh, for the next two episodes, the next two weeks, mm-hmm. I will have two different guests on. Yes. Um, one of them is a a friend of ours. Well, they're both. They're, they're both friend of ours, right? Yeah. But one of them is like uh, a friend of ours. He's a lot closer to internet culture, so I kind of want to. Hey, I want to talk to him about it a little bit yeah, as in addition to what he wants to bring up he's been my friend for a really long time Mm -hmm. and we really appreciate him sharing his opinion Mm because we've asked we've talked to him about coming on podcasts and stuff before but yeah um yeah we really appreciate him um taking time out of his day to come Mm -hmm. and talk with you so yeah and i also feel like his opinion is different enough from us that you also get like a different view mm. of a lot of things. Mm. So, and he's that, a funny guy. He's really funny. Yeah. And then the <laughs> our other guest um, is an artist, and I don't want to bring up his name yet because I feel like that I can actually put in featuring this this person in that episode title. So, because mm-hmm. um, he does, he actually has an internet presence. Yeah. So, and we're gonna be. Well, I'm not gonna be, mm. but I guess you guys are gonna be talking about him and. Um, we'll see. It's what it's what they're comfortable talking about. So, yeah. so that is, well, I guess that's gonna be it for today, huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, do you want to just update people on what's going on with you? I don't know. I kind of just want to talk about that for a bit. Like, like what? Like, I don't know. Like, just what's been going on with us lately? I mean, let's see. Um, uh, I've been working. Um. You, you've been going to college and you're about to go to good old Nihon. Yeah. When you get back, um, we're going to be talking about... We're going to be watching a Marvel movie. The final Marvel movie we'll, we'll be interested in. 
I'll be interested in. Yeah. You are not excited for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when you get back, that that that's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm also going to ask about an update about your trip to Japan. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I, I have to catch up on some work before I um, head out to Japan, mm. but it's all very, very nervous about everything. So yeah, on my side, it's not much. I've just been working and then uh, working on a couple of my hobbies. Maybe uh, I'll be working on another thing. I don't want to tell people because I feel like when I tell people when I work on something, I end up not doing it, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's it's a comic, basically. I'm not drawing it, but yeah. Um, so I feel like when I when I tell people, uh, when I work on something, I end up not doing it. So yeah, yeah. I know that feeling. So yeah. So, uh, who knows about that side? But yeah, I've been writing a little bit, uh, and I've been working on, um, making a, a tabletop game for just me and my friends. We're not. I'm not gonna put it online but just mm-hmm. doing a make a small little thing but on my that that's pretty much it on my side we play a lot of games uh i i'm not an interesting person so i think you are i mean i mean i'm interested in some people yeah. somebody's watching this podcast <laughs> a couple people maybe yeah yeah um other than school i'm just going to work mm-hmm. So I've had work for four days in a row, which is a lot for me. Mm. So tomorrow's my last day of work for this week. Well, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for this week, that tomorrow's my last day, and then I have to uh, work on some stuff. Yep. I got my CRT, my old TV, hooked up to my Chromecast or our Chromecast. Man, that, that sounds like the most retro and futuristic thing. That's a, why a CRT connected to a Chromecast. Yeah. If you guys can see Sarah's room right now, <laughs> or at least this corner of the room, and it's the most retro thing ever. You like, know, it's funny because Mark, my coworker, brought it up to me. He's like, Sarah, I I've been kind of noticing you kind of like retro things, don't you? And I'm like, Mark, you don't even know the half of it. Okay. <laughs> this, this CRT has. No, it has a Chromecast plugged into it, right? But there's also next to it a PlayStation console, a VCR and DVD combo player. All right, guys. <laughs> it's got a. I've got a SNES, but yeah. it's only got one game. In Mario, it has. It has it's Super Mario game, World. It has the game that it came with. <laughs> so like this is this is an extremely like retro corner right now. It's got a PS2 and a Wii next to it. That's the most modern consoles you have next to the thing. <laughs> What can I say? You know, I'm living in the future, but also the past. <laughs> that's what. So that's. Uh, do you guys want to? Do you want to? Do you want to tell them? Tell them what I named the Chromecast because I had to rename it because I accidentally restarted it. So you, you named the Chromecast Back to the Future. <laughs> Why did you sound like it hurt you when you said it? I just can't believe you. You set up a Chromecast. Connected to our CRT in your room. Make it sound like it's a bad thing. I've been using it. I've been watching YouTube videos on it. Oh my god. You've been watching YouTube videos on a CRT. I think you're literally the only person who has ever done that. No. Not true. Because I looked up a YouTube tutorial on how to do it. So. 
So someone else has done it. At least one person. Two, three. There's a lot of people who do it, Kevin. Oh my gosh. A lot of people who don't have, they have access to a Chromecast, but they don't have access to anything else, I guess. They have Wi-Fi, but they, they don't have like a computer or anything, I guess. Yeah, that's an update to the state of your host. Yeah, that's last, true. Last, oh, last episode was this update on the state of podcast. Now this episode is the state of our host. Yeah. Keep you in the know. Don't want to <laughs> leave you hanging in the dark. Uh, I guess for those who are actually concerned about our relationship, same as usual, going well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about it, though, because I'm like, because um, it's like three years from now. Mm-hmm. We are are you going to propose to me three years from now? Around, yeah. Around. Sarah and I have a deal going on. A deal. A deal. A contract. Yeah. Written up. Where um, basically, um, in order for us to get married, we have to be together for 10 years. Because I feel like after 10 years, we're not going to break up after 10 years. We're too invested at that point. <laughs> I feel like we're too invested already, honestly. And then at least two of those 10 years has to be us living together. Because things change when people live together. And... I realized that, which is why um, after those after those requirements, quote unquote. We technically live together. Technically. Well, live on a place on our own. That's different. Oh. Um, yeah. We'll get married. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Three years from now, when this podcast is up, you might actually get an update on our marriage. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That would be. Uh, that would be something. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. I think, I think we've kept you for long enough. Yeah. So. Even, this is still probably going to be a short episode. Like I said, I feel like I say it all the time. But I feel like our topics were short this time yeah. around. So. I mean, there's only so many ghost stories you can have if you don't have any ghost stories, actually. I mean, yeah, you, you don't really have any. I'm the one with ghost stories. I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. So. Oh, how about this? In the comments, bring up your ghost stories. I am very interested. I love ghost stories. I am very interested what other people's ghost stories are. Please. Yeah. Please. Bring up your ghost stories. And you know what? See if you agree with Sarah and think my ghost stories are creepy. I don't think they're anything weird, honestly. <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think it's haunting. I just think they're weird. That's it. Mm. You don't agree with me at all. I see you over there. <laughs> mm. But yeah. Um... And like I said, I'm always reading the comments. I'm always keeping an eye out. If you have any questions for us, um, please update us on our, uh, please email us on our email. Just a couple Q&A. So. <laughs> at gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> I think that'll be it this episode. Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Yes. It was really fun talking mm-hmm. about ghosts and uh, movies and the huge. Yeah. So. You know. I'll talk to you guys later. Now, next episode will be without Sarah. So Yes, unfortunately. So. I will not be here. So sad. So say uh, a goodbye to Sarah. Or say goodbye to Sarah. Uh, this will be a goodbye for Sarah until three weeks from now. Yeah. So. So it will be without the couple. In just a couple of thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> next episode will be just... Be- just a thought. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. See ya. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.